the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I shared with you the data that Alex Berenson, author of Pandemia, posted on his Substack over the weekend that the numbers from England show that among people aged 10 to 59, the rate of death among those who are vaccinated is higher than the rate of death among those who are unvaccinated. Now, I don't mean to present that as hard and fast proof that all vaccines are evil, you shouldn't get vaccinated, anything like that. Like everything with COVID, like everything with COVID, it's it's complex. There are levels to it. You have to always ask yourself, and this is part of being honest. This is part of being a person who prizes truth. You can't just prize truth when it defends your position. You have to also let truth overrule what you want the result to be when truth testifies against the case as you would prefer it to be. So in this case, it's probably true that more teenagers are unvaccinated than people, say, in their 40s and 50s. And teenagers typically tend to be healthier and don't, don't die of old age, like sometimes, or other, other conditions. Not that you're old when you're 40 and 50. Heaven forbid that I say that. Uh, no. But there are reasons why that strange, outwardly strange at least, English study might appear to be true. So you have to always... And always, I mean always, never, ever stray from what's what's true. I'm going to acknowledge the truth. Because if you don't, if you just position things so that they illustrate your position, well, then you might as well be a leftist because that's what they do. Uh, Joe Rogan is a guy, he's good at this. Joe Rogan will admit when something happens that he can't refute that, nevertheless makes what he would like to be the case not necessarily the case. But he also is willing to push back against the people who say, no, you got to get vaccinated. No, you got to wear a mask. You got to do this. You got to do that. I don't think Joe Rogan is a conspiracy theorist. I think Joe Rogan is somebody who's curious, somebody who's interested in information, somebody who's willing to listen to both sides and then evaluate the information and make his own decision. Here's Joe Rogan uh, lauding the state of Florida for its record on COVID, which has been, of course, done operationally much different than woke states like New York and California. If you look at the state of the country and what California did versus what Florida did, right now Florida has the lowest numbers of cases per day. Florida's economy is booming. The real estate economy is booming because people are escaping all these states where you can't do anything, yep. and they're going to Florida. Yep. We and did Texas. the first, yes, in Texas. We did the first UFC in Florida in April. So the pandemic shut everything down in March. We did a UFC in Florida in April. I mean, we didn't have a crowd because people were still a little skittish, yeah. but Florida, at least we could go to restaurants 
you know, you had to wear a mask. Well, I was like, fine, well, whatever. I thought it would last like a couple more months and then we'd be over with. But Florida was the first and they were widely criticized. But now if you look at it, I mean, except for times where these these surges where people love to capitalize on that those moments and say, look, you're killing people, you're killing people. The, if you adjust for age, Florida has done as well, if not better, than any state in the country when it comes to what happens with this virus. They've shown over time that if you look at how this virus works and if you look at the response to it, lockdowns don't help. They just don't. Yeah, I've been following that. And they, they definitely don't help these people's lives, and they definitely don't help overdoses. They don't help depression. They don't help people losing, losing businesses yeah. that, again, they've worked for decades for. This is one of the reasons why Ron DeSantis terrifies the left as a candidate for president in 2024. And this is one of the reasons why I think that Donald Trump would be the would be a lesser candidate than the Republican Party can run in 2024. You don't want the Republican presidential race in 2024 to be about 2020 or 2016 to 2020. Say, wow, why not 2016 to 2020? Donald Trump's record's amazing. Yeah, I know. And you know, will that be the narrative? <laughs> will Don Lemon sit there on set? Oh, boy, poor Don Lemon, by the way. He's got to be lonely now that Chris Cuomo has been suspended from CNN for being, shocker, intimately involved in trying to demonize the accusers of his brother Andrew Cuomo while he was preying upon them as governor of New York. And I mean praying with a P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, not P-R-A-Y-I-N-G. Don Lemon's going to sit there and go, hey, hey, you know, Donald Trump is back. And I, I think he's a tyrant and I think he's a fascist. But you got to admit, his record on the economy is really good. No, you know that's not going to happen. So, of course, you and I, would we take Trump's policies, the results of his policies, would we take those again? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. But the 2024 election, if it's about Donald Trump in 2024, the Republican Party and the Republican voters have no one to blame but themselves. Now, I know it's easy to say, well, you know, if Trump runs, I mean, he's off. He's a force that can't be reckoned with. No, he can be reckoned with. He can be reckoned with by not voting for him. And again, don't take me wrong. I like his policies. Love his policies. I would love for his policies to come back. But you don't need him to come back for his policies to come back. Aha! Ooh, harp singing, angels singing. Is that a revelation? Is he the only guy who could understand that America is needed on the world stage as a power? Is he the only guy who understands that being energy independent is great? Is he the only guy who understands that a secure southern border is a necessity? Of course he's not. Would Ron DeSantis, Tom Cotton, Nikki Haley take that position? Yes, they would. Would Tim Scott take that position? Of course. Would Josh Hawley or anyone else who might run for the Republican nomination for president essentially have the exact same platform as Trump? Yes. But would they have the ability to energize Democratic voters to come out and vote for whatever 
complete and total loser of a candidate they run just so it's not a Republican in office. Of course not. They'll go back. If Trump is not on the ballot, Democrats will go back to their complete indifference over their candidate. I don't know who their candidate is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Kamala. I don't know if it's going to be Joe Biden. I don't know if it's going to be anybody. I have no idea. And I don't care because I look at their bench and it's empty. It's empty. Their bench is empty. They have no one on their bench. We have a very, very deep bench. We have the people I mentioned. We have people I've forgotten about. The election in 2024 has to be about the results of President Joe Biden's policies, not Donald Trump's policies, because you won't get a fair reckoning on that. Nor can it be about Donald Trump's personality, because you won't get a fair reckoning on that either. Now, you can set your clock by this. I'm under no delusions that any leftist in the media, and I repeat myself, no one is going to sit there in 2024 and say, well, uh, you know, I personally wouldn't vote for Ron DeSantis. I wouldn't vote for Nikki Haley. I wouldn't vote for Tom Cotton. Uh, but but at least they're not as bad as Donald Trump. <laughs> no. Whoever the Republican Party runs will be worse than Donald Trump. You will be told that. It will be a familiar refrain. How do I know that? Because George H.W. Bush was evil. Because George W. Bush was evil. Because John McCain was evil. And because Mitt Romney was evil. And because, of course, Donald Trump was evil. It's not the person that is evil. It is the people applying the label who are evil. And everyone they don't like, and they don't like anybody who's not part of their tribe, will be labeled evil. So that's, of course, going to happen. But this success of the state of Florida that Joe Rogan just outlined on COVID, how do you criticize that? Right? They'll try. They'll lie. They'll do what they do. I hold out hope that the American people are not stupid. I know a lot of them are. Yeah, a lot of people are stupid. If you're listening to this show, you're not stupid. If you understand that academia, entertainment, the media are all lying to you 90% of the time or more, you're not stupid. And even though other people might not invest in knowing the truth like you do, They get little snippets of it force-fed to them. Every time they go to the pump. Every time they go to the the grocery store and the shelves are empty. Every time they hear about what's going on in public schools. Every time they see, even though they're afraid to say, an advancement of the transgender ideology. All those things are forced feedings of truth down the throat of people who are afraid to do what you're doing, standing up for truth. But given the secrecy and the security of that secret ballot, I believe they will 
either choose not to vote at all, which is fine because your vote then resonates more, or they will go in and they will vote without telling anybody for policies that they know are infinitely superior to the ones being implemented by Joe Biden and the left. Well, the two trials of note continue. The Jussie Smollett trial. Is it Smollett or Smollier, Aaron? I'm never sure. I think it's Smollett. Smollett. Okay, very good. Uh, Well, he is on trial for lying to the cops. And you say, well, you know, why the trial? Is that overblown? Well, when you lie to the police on something like this, an actor, a gay actor who says that he was mugged by two MAGA hat-wearing Neanderthals who put a noose around his neck. I mean, you can't just dismiss that. It's a hate crime if it happened, which, of course, it didn't happen, only in Jussie Smollett's mind. Well, it was reenacted on the streets of Chicago. One of the things that we learned in court the other day is that they have surveillance video. I thought, what, one camera, two cameras? Uh, They have surveillance video from 400 cameras. 400 cameras! I saw a movie years ago, Enemy of the State, Gene Hackman, Will Smith. Did you ever see that movie, Aaron? Yes. Great movie, I thought. But it made me think, am I always under surveillance? Is this real? Is this how life is in America today? Well, if it's not yet, it's going to be. Well, now that I hear there's 400 cameras watching Jussie Smollett practice the hate crime... It happened the very next day. I'm starting to believe it. So that's one of the things that we learned. One of the two brothers who were, like, I guess, bit part actors on the Empire series with Jesse Smollett, who they say he hired them to do the crime. What a comedy of errors this is. One of them is at the courthouse today and is said to be ready to testify against Jesse Smollett. Now, the other trial involves Ghislaine Maxwell. She's the... Uh, person who was a business partner of Jeffrey Epstein, who died, but of course didn't kill himself. That's one of the funniest lines of Epstein. Just drop that in conversation sometime with a conservative. Hey, Epstein didn't kill himself, and you'll get a chuckle out of it. Because, of course, very few conservatives believe that Epstein really did kill himself because he abused teenage girls, flew them around the country, flaunted his wealth, and Ghislaine Maxwell helped find the girls and introduce them to Jeffrey Epstein. So that trial is also going on in Manhattan. Uh, She's being watched every 15 minutes in her jail cell so that, you know, she, like Epstein, doesn't kill herself, but nevertheless ends up dead. They had a pilot, the private pilot of Jeffrey Epstein's aircraft, testify yesterday, and he testified about the people that he saw on the planes as he was flying them to Jeffrey Epstein's private island. Among those that he said took flights with Jeffrey Epstein, Alan Dershowitz, the Harvard attorney, Bill Clinton, former president, Donald Trump, former president, and this name kind of weirded me out, Itzhak Perlman, the violin concerto uh, maestro, Itzhak Perlman. Now, listen, it is possible that you could fly on Jeffrey Epstein's plane and not be a complete and total dirtbag and criminal like Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, it is very possible 
that people who are engaged in nefarious things read your character, understand who you are, and know intuitively that what they're into, should they expose it to you, would totally repulse you. So I don't think just because you're on the plane with Jeffrey Epstein, who clearly this guy was a perv and a criminal, but he was also a guy who wanted access to power. And it's not impossible that Jeffrey Epstein would cultivate relationships with famous people to gain access to their power and influence. And I'm sure he, obviously the guy's manipulative beyond words. I'm sure he read the situation with people like, what it appears, Prince Andrew and some others and thought, yeah, they'd probably go for this too. But I'm sure there were other people, and I would assume Dershowitz and Perlman and I hope Trump are among them who would be such that Epstein wouldn't even broach the topic. So I don't think just because you were on the plane, it necessarily means you were engaged in the same kind of activities as Jeffrey Epstein. But we'll keep our eye on both those trials. Jesse Smollett trial is supposed to conclude eh, by end of this week, middle of next week. The Maxwell trial is going to go on for a while. And uh, the testimony in that trial is going to get uh, progressively more sickening as we get more details about exactly what he did and exactly what she did, at least in the eyes of the prosecution, to help him do the things that he did. Now, yesterday, right about this time, in the state of Michigan at Oxford High School, just north of north of Detroit, there was a school shooting. Uh, most school shooters, I think I'm accurate in saying this, are not arrested. Uh, the one in Florida was... The one yesterday uh, seemed like he wanted to be taken alive. When police arrested him, he surrendered in the school. He had a handgun, a semi-automatic, with seven additional rounds in the chamber. He fired 12 shots. He killed three people. And I'm sad to say that it appears that death toll might increase because... There's a girl 14 years old on a ventilator, and several others are in critical condition. The girl, uh, the, the first girl that he killed was 17, another 14, and he killed a 16-year-old young man named Tate Meyer. Tate Meyer is a high school football player. Tate Meyer got killed because he tried to go and accost the shooter and disarm him. So Tate Meyer died a hero. This shooter is so gripped by evil and hate that he stood outside the door of a classroom that was barricaded and told the students in the room that he was a sheriff and that they were safe and could come out. Thankfully, the students did not trust him. And when he referred to one of the kids talking to him as bro, they knew he was lying. A horrible situation could have been much, much worse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.